It's Holy Week in Payne County, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Pastors of Pain, a radio show, a podcast filled with Holy Week and Easter joy. I'm Father Brian O'Brien. I'm joined by Father Kerry Wakulich. Woo-woo! Hey, man! And uh, we don't know when you're listening to this, but this is going to come out. Uh, it's going to be on the radio on Easter Sunday. Yes! Uh, we, we put it out a couple days ahead of time, so it's kind of good. You could be listening to this on Good Friday. Probably not, um, probably not a thing to listen to on Good Friday. Yeah, why are you listening? Why put your phone down? Go pray. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. Uh it has been uh a, a a pretty good Lent. I think a pretty good Lent. Uh what is exciting about Lent, I mean, so I would you know, kind of on a personal level, you know, Father Kerry mentioned, I think last time we we uh, spoke. You know, about Lent being, you know, like for us as priests, like personally, you know, a time to try to grow in virtue and and uh, and holiness in a in a dedicated kind of concentrated way. But then it's also a really just a beautiful time to be in parish life. Uh-huh. Oh, because yes. Because what you see is, you know, the Stations of the Cross devotion. You see people. Um, I've had numerous conversations with people over the last several weeks for whom Lent mm-hmm. has been... Mm-hmm. A time to return to church. What really? Yeah. So I I met a guy the other day um, who I kind of kind of known. I mean, since I moved here, I've kind of known who he was, and he um, just hadn't been coming to church very often, and and came on Ash Wednesday, and that for him was like, okay, it's it's time. I've been I've been away, and now and now I'm back. Whoa. And. Anyway, just be- beautiful stuff like that. People, people using uh, Lent as a time of return, and that's what those the Ash Wednesday readings to go all the way back from the prophet Joel. Yeah. You know, return, to return me. to me with your whole heart. And so to see that happening is like is really is really cool. And then, especially for our candidates and catechumens, uh, Lent is a really beautiful time preparing for what is coming this weekend, which is their reception into. The Catholic Church, baptisms, confirmation, first communion. Yeah, tell us about you. You got some people who are becoming Catholic, yeah. Yeah, some the, students. Uh, I, I like the idea. Uh, you know, just that re- return to me uh, with your whole heart. That you know, Joel. Um, God tells Joel to tell the people, uh, the prophet, the, the Joel. prophet Joel. Yeah, uh, I've just come back, come back, come back. And all of Lent is about that. You know, I find when. When I when I'm with catechumens and candidates, and those are going to be get baptized, and what's the difference? Tell everyone the difference. Um, one is those people who are becoming baptized, and those are the other ones who are entering into the fullness. Yeah. Of so the a church. catechumen is is unbaptized, and a candidate is someone yeah baptized yeah. in another validly baptized in another Christian tradition, uh-huh. and then yeah, and and they they've been out there doing whatever, or sometimes they just like been on a curious journey to uh, to Catholicism. And what I love about Lent, uh, especially for them, is, and for all the students and for everybody's out there, is this reminder that God is looking for his people and wants them back. You know, even the catechism, catechism one, the prologue, like says, God infinitely perfect and blessed in himself in a plan of sheer goodness, freely created man and woman to share in his own blessed life. And, he, and what does he do? He draw, it, says, it says, the first moment of action is God drawing close to them. It says God draws close to them to seek him, to know him, and to love him with all their heart. But we can run away. 
Yeah. So and go, often do. And, and we heard during Lent uh, the, the, the parable of the prodigal son. I don't think we heard it this Lent. Because uh-uh. that's in C, the Luke year? Yeah, the Luke year. Yeah. Uh, of God, go, you know, God looking for his son. The father looking out the window. Yeah. Sees his son coming over the hill. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what, what did, what, I mean, what inspired him was knowing that God, that his father was merciful and loving even to slaves. And God is merciful and loving to us and is always seeking us out first. And that's what I'd say is with catechumens and candidates who are um, being baptized at Easter and receiving the sacraments, you know, throughout the, the year coming up, is that they, they have in a way experienced a new kind of love and mercy and they want it. Yeah, I told them at the right of when we did the right of sending before they went, that was on a Saturday night, and then they went to meet the bishop the next day at the right of election at the cathedral. I just told our our people, you know, you you guys, you you like you don't know this, but like you're an example to the rest of us, you know? Yeah. Like some of them are becoming Catholic, you know, after a long, you know, they've researched and um others you know they've just been given the good example of their spouse or their boyfriend or girlfriend um but some of them are doing it like a great personal cost like their families don't want them to do it um and they're doing it anyway like that is awesome yeah. like that's inspiring to me you know huh. whereas you know i think they look to us priests and you know just people in the parish they look they might look up to us as like okay you're you know you're our spiritual leader and you're going to you know help us and it and I'm like I'm looking at you I mean fine yes I I do want to help you uh, but <laughs> but um yeah I'm look I'm looking at you and being inspired by you that uh-huh. you're you're you know kind of going through all of this and 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 jumping in and diving in and anyway it's just it's really it's really quite beautiful so I'm very excited for the Easter Vigil. Yeah. How long is your Easter Vigil? Uh, I don't know. I always forget every year. It ends somewhere around 11 o'clock, 1130. Yeah. yeah. Same. I think ours is going to be about two, probably two and a half. Yeah. We're doing, you know, we're doing all, all the readings. Are you really? All seven. So it, for, if you're, for the novices of you out there who, who have never planned an Easter Vigil, what's wrong with you? Um... There are options in the Easter Vigil. There's these readings yep. that tell basically the story of its salvation history. And, but you don't have to use all of them. And so it's common in parishes to, to, to not use all of them. And we didn't when we first moved in. I had, just, I had actually never seen an Easter Vigil where all the readings were used. And so then it was conversations with just people in the parish and, and uh, you know, um, where we were like, why don't, let's just, what, like, what, are we in a hurry? What, are, what else are we going to do that night? Um, let's, let's use them all. And so at the beginning of, you know, kind of after the open, after the Easter fire, after the, the procession in with the candle, after the, the proclamation of the exalted, which is mm-hmm. kind of the Easter, the Easter song. Yep. Um, and then, Anyway, then there's readings, and so, but it, but it's, it takes a while because there's a reading, and then a psalm, and then a prayer, and then a reading, and then a psalm, and then a prayer, and then a reading, and then a psalm, and then a prayer, and then a reading, and then a psalm, and then a prayer, and then a reading, and then a psalm, and then a prayer, 
and then a reading, and then a psalm, and then a prayer, and then a reading, and then a psalm, and then a prayer, and then the Gloria. Yep. And then a reading, and then a psalm, and a prayer, and then the gospel. So. I I thought. (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. We, I did them one time at, um, at the University of Tulsa. Yeah. And uh, I think we did them maybe once or twice there, and it was fantastic. Uh, at St. John, we've never done it. Oh, and, and the and the reason why is we have. Uh, oh, I'm mean, quietly judging you. Oh, great! I have I have a plan to do. Once we get into the church and get settled down, yeah, I don't have to because every time we, you know when we do Easter vigil at the old church, it would take us thirty minutes to get set up for the Easter vigil party. Because then we'd have to rip apart the whole the whole parish hall, and right now we're in the hoftorium, and so in order yeah you're to, having mass in your parish hall yeah we're yeah. having mass in the same place where we're going to be throwing a party thirty minutes after right and so it just takes so much time and then once we get into the church and just can be settled down after April 29th next year we're gonna we're gonna do some things a little different nice yeah. so uh, yeah so your church will be dedicated in the Easter season yes sir tell us can you tell us about that what's uh, plans for um, maybe maybe talk about who's coming and who shouldn't come <laughs> uh, we talked about this uh, last week on our um, on our Palm Sunday I think didn't we yeah yeah the, so the, it's it's really for our donors it's that, invite only it's invite only and that's not like a I mean, some people could say, well, I can go to any mass I want to. Yeah, yeah. There, there are going to be other opportunities. And, and, but out of, out of, I think, yeah, I mean, this is, this is an opportunity. People are coming in from all over the country yeah. this for is, this. Uh, you know, when we, I went to the, um, the dedication mass at St. Isidore's, they have a beautiful church. And Manhattan, Kansas. And a lot of their Apple. students couldn't go because there was all these donors that were there. Um, the same way here, like, it was all your parishioners, and you're like, hey, I can't, I don't want you to come here. This is for our parishioners. You know, if you're, if 40 friends from Tulsa show up, they're taking seats of the parishioners. Right. Um, in the case of this, this is Yeah, come for, later in the day. Come the next day. This is for our donors who, you know, are coming in from um, probably, come I right next now, week. right now I think about 35 different states. They're just like coming That's in. That's awesome. And some people, this is their very first time to Stillwater and their very last time to Stillwater. Oh, because they 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 live on the East Coast and they they have no plans to show up uh, ever again to Stillwater. They donated to this building project and that was it. And it's like they're coming they should, in. They should come more often. So it, it's for all of our donors. Uh, and, and you know, even some of our donors have kids. Like one of my buddies has five kids. Nope. And he's like, they can sit outside. He's like, yeah, the kids are not going to come. We'd take up an entire pew. And I was like, no, you're right. Because yeah. we have a construction company. We have our our student leadership and a bunch company. of priests. And a bunch of priests. How many priests are coming? Uh, I have I'm no coming. idea. I know we're canceling l- our morning mass that day on on Saturday. Isn't it, isn't the dedication on Saturday? Yeah, it is on Saturday. Yeah, we're not going to have mass, so we well, can all be over there. Well, then it's the on Friday night. It's the veneration of the relics, uh, and I can't say the the bishop's name, but it's the uh, the bishop from the six oh nine from Alexandria, Louisiana, um, Alexandria, Egypt, Alexandria, Louisiana, stuck in my brain. Alexandria, the year six oh nine. The year six oh nine. You have a relic of his. It's in our chapel over here. I have a bone of his. Oh, and it's going into the altar. So Friday Ooh, night lovely. is the is the veneration of the relics. Yep. And then 
there'll be the transfer of the relics on Saturday. And then we're having a big barbecue dinner and drinking beer and having a great night on Friday night in the Easter season. And that, that, that's what I love about the Easter season is this, the joy of celebrating the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. You know, that just even Easter, just that basic word, you know, I love words. You know, it, even that, Pasqua. Words are hard. I know they are, especially for you. <laughs> I mean, you went to all these, you know, Jesuit colleges. I went to one Jesuit college. Yeah, that's enough to ruin your education permanently. <laughs> just kidding. We've had a lot of Jesuits in this house. But Easter is this beautiful celebration. It's a great time. And we're and we're and we're wanna we wanna continue that celebration into our dedication uh, of the new the new church. Um, the student center has already been blessed. Um, myself and Father Porter did that, did the handiwork of blessing that place. Yep. So we're here in this great season of Easter, and as we said last week, it's like don't fall off the wagon with celebration. Don't return. It says, "Return to me with your whole heart." Uh, and so, fasting, prayer, and almsgiving—you can continue doing those in the season of Easter. You know, if you fast, prayed, and gave alms in in Lent. Yeah, you don't cease to be generous. Or, <laughs> you know, yeah, go back to your go back yeah, to, yeah, your, yeah. to your vices. Yeah, or uh, you know, abstaining from things that are not good for us right. because that's what you know. It's this the abstinence. Is, that's conversion. It's a time of conversion. Yeah, yeah. Pope Benedict had this really cool, um, uh, and it was in the east. It was in the uh, Lent season of the Magnificat, and it, it was talking about that. What is the fast for? The fast is prepared to see the bridegroom. And, and that's going on throughout our life, you know, as, as we're preparing to receive the bridegroom, to see the bridegroom in the future in the heavenly Jerusalem. So even, even during the Easter season, when we're, when we're celebrating with great joy, we don't just turn back to, you know, in my case, like just gluttony. It's like, well, don't turn back to gluttony because that will blind you to seeing the, the, the bridegroom. It's okay. In the season of Easter, I need to really buckle down and practice temperance. Yeah, especially at my dedication party because there's gonna be cold beer and really good barbecue and, and yeah. So, so have a beer and and have some barbecue. So this is what not, I'm gonna do to you. This is I want you to I want you to what you're gonna t- do to me. I'm gonna give you a tennis racket, and if I have an extra beer in my hand, I, want you I to have come to up carry a tennis it. racket around your dedication party. Uh, yeah, please, would you? Oh, that would be weird. And just like, or maybe how about a um, how about a croquet stick? Ooh, can I have like a cane, <laughs> a hockey stick? That'd be awesome. Or like an umbrella, or the bishop's crozier. Oh, that's great. Whack. <laughs> One thing I think is cool is to like see. I mean, that your your dedication is April 29th, which will be that's like the third the third week of Easter. The second. It's the, the week Saturday. after. De- Saturday of the second week of Easter. It's a Saturday after Divine Mercy Sunday. Something like that. To see this new church and to see this dedication as an extension of the resurrection. Like, it's it's an Easter. It's because of Easter, because Jesus Christ is Lord, because he rose from the dead, mm-hmm. that we build churches, oh, yeah. that we make them, we try to make them beautiful. Uh-huh. And not... Not for ourselves, not for, you know, tourism dollars, <laughs> not for, you know, for, for one reason, because Jesus is Lord and he came to save us. And, and, and he does that through uh, temporal things. He does that through 
through the sacraments, through bread and wine and water and oil and brick. And yeah. And so I, I think that's just kind of a cool thing to see our church buildings as an extension of the resurrection. Why, why, like, I mean, you've probably been asked this and you will be, I've been asked it a bunch, you know, why, like, why is your church so big or why did it cost so much or why, why do you have to, why can't you just have like a warehouse building looking building? <laughs> um, and we could, we absolutely could. We, and we could have a warehouse looking building and have, and have mass. And the mass would be the same as, you know, as it is at, you know, at St. Peter's Basilica. But we want everything that we do to be an extension of the truth and beauty and goodness of, of, of God. And so we build beautiful things because God is beautiful. And we want people to see that reality every time they drive by. The resurrection. An extension of the resurrection. That's really beautiful. I yeah. never, never thought about that. Like, that is why we build beautiful churches, because Christ has risen from the Lord. dead. Because he's Lord. Yep. Yeah. I love that that, that um, St. John Christendom uh, Easter Easter sermon, Christ has risen, trampling death by death and restoring yeah. life to those in the tomb. And so this is the glory of the resurrected life. And this is what we're, we're called to be living is, um, he, he says like, what was that? It's during the dedication of a church for the liturgy of the hours. And he says, do you expect the church to be clean when you get there? So should the temple of your body be clean. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know which saint it is, but it's one of those. Lovely. I think it's the dedication of Saints Peter and Paul uh, Church in Rome. That's a universal feast day uh, for uh, in the liturgy of the hours. Oh. Yeah. It's like if you expect the church to be adorned and beautiful kept clean, so should you adorn your body with the virtues. Yeah. So should you adorn your body with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let there you be should... peace on earth and let it begin with me. <laughs> I mean, that's it. If you want, you know, Mother Teresa, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. <laughs> um, you know, do I, okay, I don't like where the church is or I don't, you know, I don't, the world is falling apart. Okay, well, what are, what are you doing? How are you living the resurrected right, life? Right. Be the, I mean, put secularly, you know, sort of be the change you want to see. Um, G.K. Chesterton, what's wrong with the world? I am. <laughs> you know? And yeah. so seeing this, seeing, you know, the end of Lent, Holy Week, the Easter season, the dedication of your new church, these are opportunities for conversion to allow the Lord Jesus to draw deep, you know, to be, be deeper and deeper and deeper into our lives to conform our lives to him. You know, we talk about like that, like we're, we're, we're asked, we're, we're being deified. That's what's happening to us or it should be. Yeah. Deification. That, that deification, God, is, God, yeah. is, God, we're trying to become like God, not, not our own, you know, not our own God, <laughs> but I want to be like God. Uh -huh. I want to be, I want to possess the, the characteristics that I want to be as generous as God. I, I'll never get there, you know. I want to be holy because uh -huh. God is holy. And so these, this, this season, Easter Sunday, Divine Mercy Sunday, all of the, you know, the beautiful readings that we're going to get over the next, you know, six, seven weeks, Pentecost, and then in the middle of in the middle of that, I mean, this is for our for our people here in Payne County. In the middle of that, we're getting a new church. Yeah, 
like as a sign that the church is growing here, that 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 the resurrection, the, the graces of the resurrection continue. We're like seeing that up close. And maybe people are listening other places where like maybe the church is not, we're not perfect <laughs> yeah. by any means. We got problems, yep. but yep. where the church is, you know, maybe dying or, um, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, there were times in, in the life of Payne County where the church was not in great shape, where the Ku Klux Klan protested on our, on our church property. What? Um, I've never heard that. Yeah. The bunny trail real quick. Early, early, early on. Yeah. At at the at the old the old at the old the old the old, old church, yeah. Yeah. The Ku Klux Klan showed yeah. up. Very I mean, yeah, the KKK, I mean, is known for being, you know, a, 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 against uh various races, most notably African Americans, but they have a huge anti-Catholic streak, anti anti-Semitic streak. Yeah. Um so yeah. Anyway, so there were times when I mean, there's challenge. The, the the church has faced great challenges here, um, where it was not thriving, where it was not growing, um, and and now it is. And again, we're not. We got we got our we got our problems. I'm not. Yeah. We're not the pinnacle of. But it's a it's a great opportunity for our own people just to thank God, and then to to like jump in, like. This is a this is a, a an important time in the life of the church here locally, and if you're listening to this, like you get to be a part of it by growing in holiness yourself, and then trying to bring that to other people. Wow, hot diggity dog! So there, you so went there. you went on a good streak there. Yeah, was, no, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But I I just want I think to see the dedication of St. John's, the new St. John's, as a part of a, of a larger story. Yeah, it, it, it is awesome. It is an awesome event in and of itself. And I think is a testament to the hard work and the generosity of a lot of people, like starting with you and your architects and the construction company and your committee and your staff and the students and very, I mean, super generous people from all over the country. Um, all of that should be praised and, sh- you know, but, but like seeing this as, as part of a larger story the, the, that we dedicated yeah. our new church five years ago and now you're dedicating a new church those those things are connected right yes. uh, they, they just they just are like we're in this we're in the we're not sort of two standalone institutions yes we're the catholic church of Payne county serving different populations you serve students i serve everyone who's not a student and we we've seen in these last, um, you know, these last decade or so, like an unbelievable, an unbelievable thing that's allowed us to do some unbelievable things and to bring a lot of people to the knowledge that Jesus is Lord. I, I just have this thought, um, O'Brien, uh, you know, with about the resurrection, of the power of the resurrection, yeah, that's what you're talking about. You're like, well, let's share in the beauty and the glory and this awesomeness yeah. of the resurrection. Yeah. And then there's the power of the resurrection, which is the power of the resurrection is Jesus rose from the dead, and that's what we believe. We believe it by, um, you know, by what other people have handed down to us through the traditions of the church, uh, what has been told to us through the scriptures, and 
like what we've experienced in our own lives, the power of the resurrection, especially like the breathing, um, the baptism, uh, our own baptism, and and Jesus breathing life into us uh, because of the, the forgiveness of our sins. You're also saying like the power of the resurrection that that gives the church life. Uh, I'm just thinking like, you know, in the in the Easter season, we're going to hear from these, the readings of the Acts of the Apostles. And the power of the resurrection launched this wave of evangelization. That as it went out, it said, let's go tell people about the resurrected one. Christ is risen. He, truly, he has risen. And that that is it. I think in, when we silo our faith, we become like silo, like, oh, okay, well, I, I'm over here and this is not, we're not interacting with those people over there. That you like, it, you talk about the connectedness of this, um, that the, the power of the resurrection is flowing through the world. And you may look out there and say like, there's wars in this place and wars in this place and fans. Yeah, there's a here. lot that stinks. And, and we've got cartels selling drugs on every street corner in the state of Oklahoma and you're like, where is this resurrected life? And it is there. It's it's in a way. I is it like we the resurrected life is here, and then you plug yourself into it. So this is the way the catechism talks about catechism six forty seven, the resurrection as a transcendent event. Okay. And it says this: although the resurrection was a historical event that can be verified by the sign of the empty tomb. And the reality of the apostles' uh-huh. encounters with the risen Christ, still it remains at the very heart of the mystery of faith as something that transcends and surpasses history. This is why the risen Christ does not reveal himself to the world, oh, God, gotta, but to uh-huh. his disciples, to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are now his witnesses to his people. So the, the, seeing the resurrection as, yes, as yes, it happened. It was real. It was historical. There was a time when Jesus didn't rise from the dead, and then when he did. Um, yeah. But it, it's a transcendent event. It's still happening. Yeah, it's, yeah. We're That's still right. benefiting from the graces of the resurrection, and we're seeing that. Don't th- don't this? It's not. This is not. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? This is not uh, sort of hypothetical. Um, it's happening right here in North Central Oklahoma. Yeah, and and to plug yourself into it. I'm thinking of some really great movies when you the, you like plug yourself into like an a, like a guitar being plugged into an amp. Like maybe Back to the Future, he's like plugs it in, he's like and turns it blows, blows it back 50 feet. I'm also thinking about the movie Spinal Tap where he, they I've never seen Spinal Tap. There's a great it's a it's a It's about the resurrection? No, no, no. Oh. It's a it's a mockumentary. It's kind of like First in Show. Best in show. Best in show. We have a lot in common. We both like soup. <laughs> That's my favorite line from Best in Show. It's like Best in Show, and then it's a mockumentary on um, heavy metal rock bands. Anyway, he's got this amp, and they're this British people are interviewing him, and they say, um, "So this, why does this amp have eleven on it?" And he goes, "Well, when you're jamming out, and you just want to go one louder, goes to 11. <laughs> And, and he's like, well, why, why don't you just like make 10 the loudest and then like you can go to nine, then 10. And he goes, he, he, he can't explain it. He goes, it goes to 11. 
<laughs> that's it. The resurrection yeah, yeah, like the is res- 11. The resurrection goes to 11. It's like when you're rocking out and you're trying to live this great life and you're out of 10. It's like plug into the resurrection. And how do we plug into the resurrection? It's, it's one, getting baptized. It's two, that continuous second plank of the baptismal life, which is the sacrament of confession. So for you, for people who are out there who are like stalled in their faith life, the way to plug into the resurrection is to actually be breathed upon with the Holy Spirit. Like the, like the John the, chapter 20. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. receive the power that receive that forgiveness of sins in your life so that you can pl- literally like plug into the resurrection. I think the third way you talked about a little earlier at the sacraments. Because what, when what do we talk about at the elevation when the priest holds up the chalice and the and the pot? He says, "Well, this is the resurrected Jesus Christ. Behold, the Lamb of God. Yeah, the resurrected one." And so to receive Jesus there in the Holy Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity, is to plug into the resurrection. Best thing you can do. It, it this um goes to eleven. And then even the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, like renew that and ask for those gifts of the Holy Spirit that you've received at your confirmation. Ask for like those to be constantly stirred in us so that you can, you're just going to jam out normal life and you'll be cruising along at 10 and then go to 11. So shout out to uh, all of our RCIA candidates and catechumens who will receive sacraments in Uh the weeks ahead. Uh, we have a bunch of high school kids that are going to be confirmed on, I think that's April 25th. It's a Tuesday night. Uh, our first communion kids are getting fired up. That'll be the first weekend in May. Uh, that's going to be awesome. And wow. then lots of weddings. Holy moly. The weddings are coming. Yep. Uh, I think we got 18 on the books. Shoot. And then you're going to have weddings in your new church. <laughs> anyway, uh, a blessed Holy Week depending on when you're listening to it. And a blessed Easter. And a blessed Easter. Christ is risen. Risen indeed. Peace.